All right, everybody, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to 2018. We are live, and uh, we are excited to have all of you guys listen and tune in to the Eagle Eye Podcast Show. My name is Ivan, your host. Alongside with me is the great man himself, Mr. Dylan. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We want to wish you a happy late birthday. We know it was your birthday yesterday. We hope you uh, you enjoyed it. And Thank had you. a good time. Thank you. Yeah, I did have a good time, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Like I mentioned, this is our first episode of 2018. We're very excited to be able to bring to you guys um, a lot uh, of new content. Of course, uh, we have the Clausura coming up. We're going to preview that. We're going to give you all of our thoughts coming into the first game this weekend. And of course, there's a lot more to talk about later down the road. But we are excited to share with you guys our Twitter page, which will be in the description down below if you guys want to listen. And uh, if you guys want to follow us as well, we'll keep you guys as updated as we can on uh, Uncle of America. And the best thing about it, it's all in English for those of you who prefer the language that way. So, like I said, we got a packed show. We got a lot to go on and we got a lot to do. So let's get started. Let's go through what we uh, will, will you know, be the most important part uh, of everything. And uh, let's just go and update everyone about what uh, about the podcast first, and then we'll jump into everything that is Club America. So I think we're both uh, we're both pretty happy to announce that Tuesdays is going to be the day to tune into the Eagle Podcast. Yeah, man, um, Tuesdays is going to be good. You know, um, kind of like whenever we first started, this it was kind of like up in the air. You know, it was just kind of like happened all of a sudden. But like now we got to sit down and talk about it and. Gotta figure to figure out my work schedule and everything like that. So like, yeah, man, Tuesdays Tuesdays is what's gonna work for for us. And so we hope uh, those of you that are watching or whether you've come this far and you're listening, whether it be on SoundCloud or anything else that we're trying to get to, um, um yeah, just look for it on Tuesdays, like we said. And uh, we'll, we're gonna get it on Tuesdays. And whether something happens or not, we'll let you know with the Twitter page. You know, you go follow us and everything like that. But yeah, we're excited to announce that it will be Tuesdays at seven. Uh, PM my time, which I'm Central time, it'll be five for Ivan. Yeah, five Pacific, Pacific time. Yeah, it's uh gonna be eight o'clock uh Eastern time for any of us, any of you wet East Coast uh listeners. We're always happy to have every single one of you guys on uh, on our listening radar. So, like he said, uh, thank you. Tuesdays are gonna be the day, so we will keep you guys updated if whatever reason we do decide to change that up. But that is a day that we think is gonna work best for all of us. And uh, I know you mentioned SoundCloud. So uh, keep your eyes peeled out to uh, our Twitter page because if we do end up going on SoundCloud, we will let you guys know right away. Um, it should be absolutely amazing to be able to get more view, more listeners through that platform and then hopefully maybe make our way into iTunes, which should be absolutely amazing. So um, got you guys updated on that. Just follow us on Twitter, either me, Dylan, or uh, the Eagle Podcast. We will let you guys know no matter what. So, um, now that we got those formalities out of the way, let's talk Club America. Of course, a uh, a pretty busy, uh, pretty uh, busy off season, I would say, for uh, for the Aguilas. Uh, the last podcast we did that day, we we did it the day before the the draft, which was you know a little bit crazy in the end. America made uh, three movements at the end, um, and three movements were all players from Cholos. Uh, of course, we did have a lot of players leave as well, but maybe not the players we expected or we wanted. Of course, Pablo Aguilar did end up leaving 
which uh, I just want to get your take. What? How did you feel when you saw that uh, Pablo Aguilar was leaving? Uh, I was pretty um, upset. You know, uh, it's just the the guy that been performing week in and week out for us in the defense. You know, uh, it was just kind of sad for me to see him leave and everything like that. So uh, it's something that I didn't want to happen, but he he wanted it. So like, I'm glad for him too at the same time. And I'll always be a fan of him no matter what, because um, um, the things he has achieved here with America and stuff like that, and what he's brought to the platform for for other other uh, defenders too, uh, specifically possibly um, Edson out of us too, you know, Edson probably learned from him too a little bit and, you know, but um, um, overall, um, I, I feel like it's, it's a pretty good move for him, but you know, it's, uh, it just upsets me to see him go, but um, who knows him? Maybe, um, who knows, maybe we'll, we'll find somebody else to replace him. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every every Americanista at the end of the day was a little bit shocked to hear the news that uh, Pablo Aguilar was gonna end up leaving. Um, I think I think everyone saw him as uh, as a person that could be a second captain, um, someone behind Oriol Peralta, and if, like you said, someone that would show great experience and had this knowledge to be able to teach players like Edson Alvarez and like Cedillo and like Carlos Vargas. You know, uh, someone that they could learn from, and you know. The fact that, you know, he leaves in the way he left, I mean, it's not really sure, you know, one one side saying that he wanted to leave, that he forced himself out. The other side is, you know, contradicting that, saying, no, there was an arrangement for me. And, and you know, you, you can get lost in all those, all those different stories. At the end of the day, the fact is he leaves the club and he goes to Cholos. And I'm pretty sure our friends down at the Cholo podcast are going to be happy to uh, be getting Pablo Aguilar back, who... You know, did not have the best time at Tijuana, and I'm pretty sure wants to, you know, make up for that after Antonio Mohamed pulled him through, um, uh, pulled him through, through to America. So he leaves. Um, I think as a very decorated player, I think you know he won a couple championships with the side. He, you know, demonstrated that you know when in doubt you needed someone there, he was there. Um, I think he was one of the few players that you could, you know, say, well, you know, he didn't lose his mind. You know, he was very calm. Um, obviously had plenty of experience. So I think that is going to hurt America in the long run. Um, we are yet to see what uh, Aguilera does for this side. Uh, we'll go into detail a little bit about the state, about the game against uh, against uh, Toluca and Houston. And we'll see exactly, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the, the new uh, refuerzos. But for the most part, I think we're going to miss Pablo Aguilar in the long run because, you know, he's someone who, you know, has adapted to not only – the playing style of Piojo, but someone who already knew and adapted to what the colors meant and and, and the crest and everything about that. So on that end, uh, we're sad to see him go. Um, But I mean, if you want to look at this on a positive note, he was on, you know, getting on, you know, 30 plus. Um, So maybe they wanted to, you know, cash in for someone a little bit younger. Um, Still, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, we just got to hope that Piojo Herrera, you know, knows what he's doing. Yeah, right. I mean, like, we still got players like, you know, like we said, Edson, you know, you said Carlos Vargas and stuff like that. So, you know, we got some pretty good talent coming up, too, as well. And then we have Aguilera, too, which, you know, possibly they can that he can bring some experience. You know, he maybe he can be that person to replace uh, Pablo, Pablo, too, as well. No. Yeah. 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 Um, and here's something interesting. I want to take your uh, I want to see what your what your thought is in this. I mean, what would you opt out to buy someone? you know, like a better, stronger central player, or would you want to see more of the more of the youth prospect just come through the ranks and, and give him more of the time 
and and see what happens. Uh, I would actually try to go with the youth. I would kind of like to see more, a little bit more of a Carlos Vargas, you know, toward the end, you know, uh, toward the end of the tournament, uh, last tournament, and in the Liga too as well. We see him stand out a lot too, and so um, he we could see that he can bring a lot to to the table in the defense too, alongside Edson Alves, you know, Aguilar, and you know whoever Yoho decides to play that left back role, which probably something that we we probably be discussing here in a minute because it's kind of up in the air for me a little bit right now because I haven't, you know, I've only seen one preseason game and I don't, I'm, I'm not really for sure who would actually fill that spot. But, you know, we also got in the midfield too. We got Guido Rodriguez, you know, we got Mateus Uribe who, who's been standing out in the defensive mid role too as well. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Yoho decides to go with possibly Edson and Carlos right there in, um, in front of Marchesin, um this coming tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely dive into what we think the formation is going to be and what players we think he's going to use a little bit when we get into the preview of the Clausura. Um, and like you said, uh, I think I just want to go back into the topic of of people that left. Um, I think you know Pablo Aguilar leaves. You know, he 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 goes. People aren't happy about it, but not much you can do. But really, after that, the players that leave aren't really players that you were like, oh, you know, wow, you know, we're gonna miss them. Uh, and they were definitely not players that you were like, we need to sell him. For example, Silvio Romero. To this day that we are recording this podcast, he has yet to sign or for another club he's still uh, an america player darwin quintero same same thing we were saying still has uh yet to prove himself and for the meantime looks like he's going to continue to be an america player so i mean it's like these two players that you were hoping something happened within the transfer window of the draft now seem to be a little bit sketchy and it looks like it's gonna be same old, same old, and they're gonna stay on on course with America. So, uh, I mean, what what are your thoughts that the fact that these two players are still on America's books? Uh, I mean, I've kind of read some reports, you know, that America are looking to lower um, their asking price of um, Chino Romero um, into the club. Uh, what, what what club? Do you remember what club it was that was gonna possibly buy him? Was it? Um, was, at, was, at this point, I think Independiente has the lead. I think they have. Uh, I think they've almost reached a formal a formal bid to buy about eighty percent of the players' card. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've read that you know they're they're lowering their asking price. So, you know, it's like like you said, they're pretty close to the deal. You know, so it's possible that he's gone. And then um, I thought Henry Martin looked um looked pretty good. You know, next to Oribe. You know, and then uh, there's been uh, a little bit of rumors in the air too that um that one striker from I think it was PSV. Oh yeah, 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 well, yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, um, it's just it's just kind of up in the air right now for me about you know middle. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just you see what he. Say, I mean, that's the question, really. Well, well no, I mean, like, um, the, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I mean, the the way I mean. The way, like, uh, I mean, you could just say you know, these past feelings, past, this past, the past few tournaments. I mean, you know, we, we, we expected so much of him, and then he, him not produced and everything like that. So, I mean, like, um, no, I mean, I'm just ready for him to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with um, Quintero, you know, because you know, like we said in previous episodes too, I mean, like, sometimes he's there, he's he's the, the Darren Quintero that you want. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he's just over here with like, like, who is this person? No, but I like, get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about him staying or him going. You know, I mean, that I wouldn't mind either one. It's just, 
I know later down the road if he's going to go back and forth, back and forth, and then I'm going to get mad about it. I'm like, oh, he needs to go. I know I'm going to be like that probably sooner in the tournament, but I mean, like, right now it's just, just kind of up in the air. Like, I'm on the fence. Like, I, I, would, I would kind of care less if he left or stayed. No, yeah, I get you. I, I, you know, it's like, you know, Darwin can start off the season like he did at the beginning and, you know, show that he has productive talent, which, I mean, no one's going to question the fact that he's talented. It's just the fact that, you know, I've mentioned this time and time again, there's no end product from the guy. You know, he scored a couple of goals. Yes, hooray, but yeah, I wanted to see more from the guy, especially towards the end of the season when things start to boil down. You know, it's just... I, I, you know, you want to see that from them, and you know, it's just it's frustrating to 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 not see that from from a guy like that. But you know, um, really, I just want to hear your take about the three. So we got three reinforcements, right? It was Henry Martin, uh, Eric Aguilera, and uh, no, sorry, not Eric Aguilera. Or is it? I can't I can't remember the center back's name. Um, um but the guy from Cholos. And then, yeah. um, well, they're all from Cholos. And then uh, Joe Benny Corona. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about uh, uh, about those three coming into uh, coming into the squad? And and what did you feel like when when you heard that they were uh, that they were coming to this to the team? Um, I was kind of a little little bit excited for Joe Corona a little bit, you know. And like like when we talked about whenever we heard about that, you know, is this is kind of at this point? Uh, do you? I mean, do you have Joe? Or do you have Darwin? So, like, I'm just kind of like, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, I was pretty excited about Aguilera um, to see what he can bring to the defense and everything like that, knowing that Pablo was going to be gone. And so um, I, I'm not for sure about Henny Martin right now. Um, you know, I've just seen that one preseason, one preseason game against Toluca and everything like that. So, I mean, um, I'd have to see a little bit more gameplay, you know, see, see them have a little bit more time to get a, like, firm idea of, like, how um, – it would work and everything like that. But I mean, I've, I've read some things, you know, and people liked how he looked against, um, look next to, um, or even everything like that. So, I mean, like, um, if they think that's a good fit, then I could possibly see him being a good fit too as well. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, we, Henry Martin's still on the fence. Uh, he had a good, a good game. Ish. I would want to say he's, he yeah. seemed hungry. I, I, that's the thing I liked about him. He seems hungry. He seems like he wants to showcase that, hey, there is no real need to bring in a, another striker. I can be that player. At times, he's looked like he could be it, but it's only one game. I don't want to jump to, you know, don't want to jump ahead to it. Because, um, you know, you just don't want to you just don't want to build up your expectations only to get them bursted at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it's just that, you know, we can't, like, some players might get hyped in one game, but then, you know, next two games, you know, he's either benched or he's not performing right. You know, he's, he's not performing to what, what they think, what they thought against, like he did against Toluca and Houston. So, I mean, like, it's just kind of, we have to get a game-by-game basis to see how, if he's really going to stand up to the test, being, being the next partnership with Oribe. I think you just described Cecilia Dominguez for everyone. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Now I think about it now. <laughs> um, no, I, I I agree with you, and and we'll go into the transfer room mill right now. Um, but you know, I think the three players that come in, um, they're piojo players. Let's just put it at that. You know, they're piojo players. 
You know, they're they're people that he has a vote of confidence in because he worked with them previously, and they're gonna come in and they're gonna fill a role, just the way Juan Carlos Medina and Topo Valenzuela and Ruben Sambuesa came in from you know previous teams to this America side when everyone questioned exactly why these players were coming in, but at the end of the day. You know, Miguel Herrera got them to be champions. And I think that's what you want to give them the benefit of the doubt again, that, you know, this is going to happen again, and we're going to be able to, you know, to, to compete. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say, but at the end of the day, are they good enough to compare? Is that America squad good enough in comparison to the Tigres and the Monterrey squad? I think we're very far away from them. Yeah, I mean, like, you know... um, like Eric said too, these players have worked with Yo um, Herrera too. You know, whenever he had his time at Cholos too, and you know, I was kind of, I was kind of looking forward to whenever we had brought Guido and Carlos Vargas into the squad. You know, and Guido, Guido um, um, exceeded all expectations. You know, he did good. You know, just the only thing that he lacked was his discipline. You know, which, you know, you, you get that, you get the yellow, and uh, I can remember like three red cards that he got throughout the season too as well. You know, that's something he's got to fix. And you know, it's just. Um, a little bit disappointed on Carlos Vargas because I didn't really get to see him as much as I thought I would, you know, knowing that Piojo brought him and he, you know, he's, he's worked with Piojo and Piojo has given him his shot at Cholos. And so, you know, it, it makes me wonder too, you know, um, are these players going to um, exceed? Does Piojo, is Piojo going to use them right? Is Piojo going to be able to place them in, in the necessary roles for them to thrive and for us to do better than what we did this past tournament? You know what? I think, you know, he brings in these players not only to fill in those gaps, but to be able to give more of a rotational sense because, of course, we do have the major competition of the champions, uh, you know, the Champions League in respect in, in the CONCACAF region. Of course, the objective is to win it. You know, Bill Herrera said he wants to go to the World, uh, to the FIFA Club World Cup, and, you know, he wants to, he wants to be able to get there, so he's going to treat this competition just as important as the Liga. So I think, you know, these players are going to be rotational-wise. I could see maybe Joe Benny Corona starting here and there. Um, I could probably see the Argentinian center backs starting here and there too. Um, Henry Martin, I think it depends. As It, it really just depends whether America is going to splash the cash this, uh, this January transfer window to bring in someone. And I think at the end of the day, uh, if they do, Martin's going to come off the bench. If they don't, then we're going to see him, Henry Martin start against Soria Peralta. And hopefully they can be a good duo. If not, uh, you know, we're going to have to we're gonna have to pray and hope that, uh, you know, Pio Jorera knows what he's doing. But and I, I like to think he does know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we said, too, in the past episodes is, like, you know, we've seen Piojo work his magic, you know, especially with his, his first scent with Medica, you know, um, you know, that's 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 the where Piojo's trying to take us right now. And I understand the rotations, everything like that, you know, with uh, Champions League coming up and like that. And, you know, we've kind of seen that a little bit last tournament, too, is what we talked about. You know, we've seen a lack of depth in the in the bench area, too, like that. You know, yeah. some some players we, we'd obviously say was probably um, Ivada and Lioness, too. That's the only players we could really think of that would actually make an impact, you know, yeah. coming off the bench. And now, now we're starting to see some options. You know, whether whether it be Aguilera, whether it be Martin um, or Joe Corona, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of options, we're starting to see that depth get built. And then, you know, whether we have players fresh for a Champions League, whether we have players fresh for 
um, the tournament going into the Gia and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's looking pretty, pretty good so far, you know. It's just that thing, like we say, you know, um, will Piojo know how to utilize them and will he utilize them right, which we think we think that he will. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we're, we're thinking it. We're hoping, too, because, you know, we want to see this this team go back to the way they were under Piojo Herrera in the first spell. So, um. We talked. You you mentioned squad depth, and I'm about to read to you the list of names that have been linked to America. Because if we get, if we manage to get any of these players, I think our squad depth goes up just a little bit more. So, um, just gonna name them off the bat: Jeremy Menes, uh, Luke uh, De Jong, um, Leo Bautista, um, Andres Iba Ibarraguen. Um, who else? Andres Ibarraguen. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just name you those four players right there. Out of those four players, which one stands out to you the most? Oh, oh, really? Kind of just the first two because I've never heard of the other two that you said. I haven't heard of those. Okay, so, so I've, I've, yeah, I've only I've only heard of uh, Menez and um, uh, Luke De Jong um, um, being linked to America. I've never heard of the other two that you mentioned. So Leo Bautista. To be honest, I don't even think Leo Bautista is an actual actual target for america i think it's just someone who just randomly threw it out there just to get you know the papers going but he's a he's a striker for espanol he's 24 25 years old uh brazilian striker uh, you know he's pretty good um he his value is around the five million so accordingly to transfer market i don't know how viable that is um which i mean would be more than uh more more than you know america would be willing to pay for that um mm-hmm. And the Colombian winger uh, Andres, he uh, he he was uh, he he is uh, he actually played with Mateo Uribe at uh, Atlético Nacional, and he ended up moving to to Racing in Argentina, and he's been he's become a star over there. And um, Cholos actually was in for the player as well, so the rumor was that both America and Cholos were going for the same player, and at one point America had the lead, and then people were saying that Cholos had the lead. Um, it's still kind of in the air, which whether or not America's still in in for the player or not. But I think the two most players that have sounded the most has been Jeremy Menes and uh, and Luke De Jong. Uh, what exactly have you heard of these two players in regards to America acquiring them? Uh, I've heard about Jeremy Menes. You know, he's been pretty close to agreeing to the deal. There's just a few minor details that they're trying to iron out in the contract. That I heard, and that it's possible that he could be announced within the coming coming days or weeks, you know, and, you know, the same, the same kind of with Dijon too, you know, he's, um, I've, I've seen that he's opened up and said that he was, he's open to moving to Mexico playing for America too, that he would, he would like the idea of seeing how um, the league is played, how experiencing a different league and everything like that. Um, nothing really I've seen about contracts or contracts being negotiation or nothing like that. Uh, about Luke Dijon, but just just more about Jeremy Menes, um getting closer and closer to signing a contract with America. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's been said that maybe the Frenchman was going to be announced this week. Um, whether or not, whether or not he actually goes through with it, I hope they do. I hope they really do. I mean, I mean, Jeremy Menes would be the perfect upgrade to Darwin Quintero because he can only he he can play on the wing. And he can also play up top, um, which I think you know you get someone that versatile. It's 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 gonna be awesome. Um, we're 
I hope we can get him. I hope we can. And and with in regards to to Luke De Jong, I think uh, he's you know America has thrown in a formal bid. Now it's just whether or not PSV are ready to let him go. Hopefully they are, and hopefully they're 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 willing to you know say you know what you, you go ahead and have him. Uh, I'm glad to hear that he's open to come to Mexico. Um, I think that was one of the main concerns was was he gonna be a player that wanted to come and experience the league and kind of give himself a new change of of of, uh, of lifestyle. And it sounds like he's all for it. And, you know, I hope he does come because if he does, he's going to be treated as a really good player. If he can perform to the, to the stature that, that he, that he does over there in, in, in Holland. And if he can do that here in America, um, he's going to love his time over here. Yeah. I mean, we've, I mean, like, you know, kind of going a little bit off topic you too, a little bit right here, but I mean, you've seen, um, foreign talent, you know, like, uh, um, uh, Nick with the uh, um, you too. You know, you know, he's he's been kind of performing good and stuff like that. You know, in, in uh, after that, you've seen just a little bit more interest from from, from a, a few European players too that are wanting to come over here. You know, and you know the league's obviously growing. You know, like you know with to come over here and play and everything like that. You know, we've we've had foreigners, but like we've come from like. South America, really, and the United States, and domestic players too from Mexico and the Mexican league too as well, and so like you know, it's it's good to see the league grow grow as a whole, you know, and other players wanting to see see find out the lifestyle here, find the lifestyle in Mexico, and and experience in a different league other than something in, in Europe. No, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, wow, we really haven't had a player come from you know that is not. Argentinian or South American or, you know, or, or from the North or Central America. I think the last best player that I can come to mind that played that was not from Central or South America was probably Yeek, and he was from Africa. And I'm telling you, that's <laughs> that was way ago. So, I mean, it's it's nice that America can finally open up the window and kind of expand our, 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 um, our objective. And I think it's 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 good to see that you know that they're willing to splash the cash and hopefully these are the right players to go for um what do you think the odds are that we that we end up getting both players um i know that you know jeremy Manez is close luke de jong is an option at the end of the day do you think we're only going for one or do you think america's actually trying to go for both i can see both um which i'm kind of really hoping for you know, especially since we talked about squad rotation, you know, we're going to have Champions League. We're going to have uh, the tournament to worry about and hopefully going and pushing for uh, the title, you know, in the Ligia, stuff like that. So, I mean, both are going to be great assets to the team. And, you know, you know, especially possibly more of Jeremy Menez because if we get Jeremy Menez, you know, um, does this push Darren Quintero to perform? better does does he finally does he finally open his eyes and see hey you know i've been inconsistent you know i've had my i have my games my good games i've had my bad games and you know i want to start having my good games so is he gonna start pushing himself to um to produce is it gonna be that end product that you talk about no yeah 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 i think we're all excited to to be able to think that these two players can come in and really you know force competition in in the squad um where I want to go with this, I think I personally think we're not going to get both players as 
I, I know that sounds horrible to think that way, but I just feel like we're only, you know, we're only going to really, you know, theoretically going for one player. And the only reason why is because we're going to have the same problem we've had for countless of years. Too many foreign players. What happens? One of them, two of them, three of them have to sit out in in the stands. And well, you know, only a couple, you know, maybe one's on the bench. If not, they're all on the field. And, you know, it's just, it's, I can see it being difficult because we still have Silvio, we still have Darwin, we still have, you know, a couple of these players who we potentially wanted to get rid of. We haven't gotten rid of. And now it's like, well, what are we going to do? We only have room for an X amount of players. And when, when is it going to be, when is it going to be, um, you know, that new rule, the, that what's no, that new like, rule? It's like ten eight or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the I new mean, rule it's, where it's it's, it's, this, it's this tournament, yeah. It's this it tournament. This tournament. It starts this tournament. tournament. You're, you have to get a certain a certain amount of minutes to a certain amount of players, young Mexican players. Mm-hmm. And that's the question. Is like, when are we gonna find the time to fit those players in? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and and, and we've heard Piojo too say before that he wants more domestic players. He wants more Mexican players. Um, at America, you know. So I mean, um, it, it does it does contradict, like you said, you know, like that. But I mean, like, but it's, I don't know. It's it's just like you said too. Where are we gonna find the time this time to field those players too, like that? Especially with um, like the likes of Diego Linus too. Who you know didn't didn't really see that much this turn because you know he was gone to the U seventeen World Cup with Mexico and you know he'd have he'd have his appearances here and there too as well so like how much time is he gonna get this tournament too? Yeah, yeah, that's the worry. I mean, here's someone who has a whole bunch of talent. You can't really just throw him to the side and say, yeah, we'll play you here and there because the kid's gonna get frustrated. You know, at that age, you want to be playing in and out. You want to at least be on the bench and you at least want to be getting at least, you know, at minimum 15 minutes, you know? So I I, I would want him to be, you know, a bigger process so he can finally start getting into the team and becoming a bigger role. But we'll have to wait and see. I know Piojo, like he said, he wants, you know, a lot of Mexicans to be part of the squad and minimize the amount of foreign players you have. Um, but it's funny, you know, we talk about these two players, and they're two attacking players, but there is one big gap that I know you've mentioned is the fact that we do not have a left back. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just kind of up in the air. And then um, you've heard the, the talks, too, about um, uh, Miguel Ayun possibly coming back to America and Cruz Azul has also been linked with him. But then I've also read reports that Porto just don't want to let him go. No, just despite whether he's playing or not, they don't want to. Well, they want they don't want to let him leave. So you know, it's just kind of up in the air right now. You know, if Miguel Leon comes in, you know, problem solved. Now, yeah, I mean, who who's gonna fill that spot? Yeah, and I, you know what, I I think we should just be candid and and kind of just accept the fact that Porto is not gonna let Miguel Leon go. Um, which sucks for the player, you know, you feel for the guy because he, you know, he, he means a lot to the Americanism, Americanismo. Um, and, and you don't like to see the guy struggle because no one wants to see, you know, that guy struggle. And, uh, you know, after everything he's overcome for him to just kind of be, you know, fading away into the background at Porto, it's, it's, it's just not what he's meant for. Um, you know, hopefully Miguel Ayun can find his way out of there. If hopefully it's this, it's uh, this transfer window, because, 
the guy's gonna need game time if he's gonna be fresh for the World Cup. But um, that's gonna be for another topic. Uh, I think at the moment the left back position, I think it's between two players, and I think we're not gonna go for anyone. I think Piojo Herrera is gonna put a lot of confidence in Carlos Vargas, which I'll ask you right now how you feel about him playing in that position, and the youngster Aldo Cruz. Um, I'll also ask you about him. Uh, first, I, I want to ask you, Carlos Vargas, what is your take about Carlos Vargas playing left back? Do you rather see him play in that position, knowing that he's going to get more game time, or would you rather see him play in his, I guess, natural position, which is a center, center back? Well, I mean, you also got to think, too, um, well, Piojo changes tactics a little bit, you know, just to have Carlos Vargas play the supposed uh, left back position as the way I'm thinking. You know, we've seen Barguilar, you know, push so much up up the field, you know, because, you know, he's such a energetic player to me, you know, always, always going back. I'm go- going coming back whenever he's pushing up and always pushing forward, you know, making some dangerous runs and everything like that. So, I mean, you know, is it possible that, Piojo pushes him up so much that it could it could be a three back line whenever they're attacking. Maybe, um, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. just, it's something to kind of, it's just something to kind of think about. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna happen, but I mean, like you see, you see, I probably lot you know push so much sometimes. You know, it and then you know I've seen um kind of like heat maps. You know, and like he's all he's just up and down that right side. You know, and in, in red, you know, like that. So like it's just kind of. It is, it's kind of debatable depending how Bioho decides to to utilize that, you know, knowing that Carlos is naturally a center defense defensive back, stuff like that. So I mean, it, it, I mean, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't mind it just to make just to see him get that playing time. You know, maybe he, who knows? Maybe he can be as versatile, versatile and adapt to. He can play left back and and center back. Yeah, kind of the way it's and what it says how to learn how to play center back, center defensive mid, and right back for Osorio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, like, uh, who who knows? Maybe maybe Piojo sticks with the back four. Um, maybe Piojo pushes pushes Bargilad so so far up that it's maybe it's three back. I mean, like, who who knows? I mean, we just have to wait to see how how it turns out. You know, in the first game. No, yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. Um, what about how much do you know about Aldo Cruz? Let me uh, let me let me tell you that much. I've, you know, I've I've only I've only seen him, you know, a couple games. Um, well, I'm gonna say a couple games because like I've kind of have like this faint faint memory. You know, I'm not, I'm gonna be really honest with you. Like I don't I don't remember much of him, so I can't really give you like like my 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 big opinion about him stuff like that. You know, um, just it's just you know um, you know just just one possibly one game I can't remember. You know, he did did he did pretty good to me. But I mean, like, uh, I can't really give you much about about Aldo Cruz right now. No, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, for those of you who wonder about Aldo Cruz, uh, naturally a left back, um, gotten, uh, you know, the first time you actually see the guy is in um, the the Liguilla match against Cruz Azul, where Miguel Samudio needs to get taken off, um, which you know you you saw very little of him, but he looked like he was decent. Um, then gets a, a little bit more playing time this preseason. Uh, obviously, we weren't able to watch the first game of, uh, of of America. Obviously, that wasn't televised, not even Mexico. Um, but we we did see him in in the second game against uh, Toluca and Houston, which he looked he, he you know he looked good. Um, but again, it's only a friendly. You can't read too much into that. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that friendly right now too. We'll see what we what we can take out of that out of that. Um, but 
so far, I think Aldo Cruz is definitely someone that could come in and do a good job. Um, but he's going to be one of those players where, like you said, take him game by game, kind of ease him into the pros- uh, into the into the project, instead of just kind of chucking him in there because, um, like we know, that's that 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 always isn't the best option. And I think you know whether or not Piojo will tweak his formation around to to suit. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, well, 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 I'll talk. I'll talk about what I think his formation is going to be a little bit later on when we start previewing uh, what we think uh, the Clausura is going to go for America. But I think just to wrap up what we were trying to say, so you know, we like the we like Jeremy Menes. We we think he'd be a good addition. We like Luke Dijon. We hope that both players come in. Um, you know, whether or not America gets any of the players from that, we'll have to wait and see. I doubt we're going to get a left back. I think that's pretty much it. I think we're going in for those two players, and I think that's going to be final. Um, at the end of the day, will we get both of them? I hope so, like you said. Uh, I, think, I think we're only going to get one. Um, but pretty much I, I think I think we can go off that basis that, you know, um, we can try to hope for the best, but I think we are going to be missing – uh, a gap right there in that left back position. Yeah, I mean it's just I mean like you said just coming down like who knows maybe he'll maybe he does start Carlos Vegas in a left back position and then you know maybe he he'll give Alo Cruz like um thirty minutes yeah switch his switch now with Carlos Vegas and stuff like that. I mean yeah. you know it's kind of easy it's kind of just just letting him ease in into the into the game and stuff like that and you know maybe one day he'll he'll actually get a start. Um like you said you know I mean yeah, I mean you know you can't read much into a friendly. You know, he looked he looked pretty good, you know, decent and stuff like that. But I mean it's just a friendly in the end. Um, you know, we just have to wait and to see whenever um uh the tournament starts. Yeah, that's true. But uh now that you mentioned friendly, let's 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 just go into that friendly. I I know you watched the friendly. Um I did as well. I didn't text you throughout the game because I wanted to kinda uh just you know get you know, ask you and, and, and get that response firsthand and, and, and see how, how we both react to it. Um, at the end of the day, scoreline is 4-0. What do you, you – are you happy with the game results? Uh, you think the scoreline was fair? What uh, what exactly were, were your thoughts about the game? First off, we got to talk about them first 30 minutes because I was not happy with them first 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you went uh, through like, Oh, I was like, what is going on? Like, I was – I don't know, like, like just, just to see that happen, you know. I'm just a friendly, but like my hands were sweating. Like, I, I, for some reason, <laughs> I started to feel the nerves come on. I was like, it's just a friendly. Why am I feeling like this? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It was, oh man, it was everywhere, just everywhere. Like, I don't know what was going on in the first thirty minutes, and I was, I was like, it's like it's gonna happen again. The season's gonna come. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, we're gonna see how yeah. we ended. Yeah, I know. And so I don't know. And then I after the first goal, you know, I thought I thought things started to go a little bit smoother. You know, things started to link up a little more, in my opinion. Um, but uh, no, I mean, um, if we don't include the first thirty minutes, you know, just kind of <laughs> push those, squeeze it. Yeah, pu- just just push it out the view of view of my camera and your camera. And I know. I mean, it was it was a decent game. You know, we we've, we've seen. Um, we we've seen some we saw some good stuff in in the, after the thirty minutes you saw some pretty good stuff I mean I was surprised to see Chino and Meadow score oh yeah you know but <laughs> <laughs> too <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm. Uh, I mean, overall, for including the thirty minutes, you know, it was it was average to me. Like, and there, there's room to improve. You know, it's a friendly too. Yeah, I guess but, I guess the old saying I mean, goes right. Yeah, you can't read too much into these friendlies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, who knows? You know, then then again, it, it wasn't necessarily like our strongest uh, our strongest eleven either. In my opinion, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. There was no, um, yeah, there was no Edson, uh, starting off. There was no Cecilia Dominguez starting off. Um, I think, I think, like you said, yeah, you can't really read too much into it. I think everyone was kind of scratching their head at the first thirty minutes, like, what is going on? Why can't we give a decent ball up front? And why does it look like our defense is literally melting when it's, uh, you know super cold over there it it was frustrating to see that because you just like well great here we go again you know it's like it's time and time again you expect better things from this team and they tend they they you know they tend to let you down and I, i'm just happy that you know i don't know what happened after those first 30 minutes but you know something clicked we started scoring left right and center in three uh in what in the space of like what fifteen minutes? We already had three goals. I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. Like you know, you spend thirty minutes on the on the defense, not being able to be able to pass your halfway line to scoring three goals right before the half. It's just it's it's crazy. But it you know it happened, and I think um, I think we can't read too much into it. I think it was just a friendly. You know, it's like one of those games. If you play, you know, for those of you who play Sunday League, well, you know, you guys know what it, what it, how it goes. Like, you know, your your team may be the one that's, you know, constantly getting bombarded with, uh, you know, shots and shots for like the first, you know, 40, 50 minute of the match, and then you know your team goes on and scores like eight. It, it makes no sense. It it's just it is what it is sometimes in a game where the stakes are not as high. And then you know you. You go into the second half and you know you score another goal, and but then you see America miss chance after chance after chance. But again, you can't read too much into that. It's a friendly, you know. The players are probably like, "We're winning four zero, eh, whatever." So, you know, you, you know, it's it's, and you can't read too much into it. And I think for those play, for those people who are like, "Yeah, this America team look great." You know, Henry Martin looks like he's going to be a good player. You know, it's like, it's, whoa, 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 let's hold our horses down. You know, it's it's one game, two at the most. I mean, we, we can't really say much about the first game. We can't, you know, we don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, it, but let's just, let's calm it down. We won't really know what happens. Maybe two or three weeks into the new year, maybe we can get a sense of what the America team is going to look like or be like. But you know, it's a friendly. You can't think too much about it. The Toluca players too. I mean, how much effort were they putting into it after being three 0 down? You know, it's like you can't really read off of that, and you can't really go off of that. It could give you great moral, uh, you know, uh, a, a moral boost going into the season, but you 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 can't really hang on to that and say, you know, this is this is gonna be us. We're gonna be winning four zero against everyone. It's just it's it's not gonna happen. It's not realistic. But I think at the end of the day. It's only friendly. We can say a couple of things here and there, but what's the point, really? It's it's it. It really just was for entertainment for for what what I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just just kind of give you an idea. Of maybe maybe two kind of like like oh like this is how it's gonna line up. You know, we we've kind of we kind of seen uh the basis of of kind of like what formation Piojo is gonna use too as well. You know, so going into that match against Get Get that coming up on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
you know what? Let's 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 talk formation. Let's talk. What do you? Uh, I'll, I'll give you the basis of what I think he's gonna go with, and then you can either uh, you can agree with me or you can disagree with me, and you can go on and 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 say what you think Bioko's gonna do. But I think for the most part, we're gonna see something similar to what he started the apertura with. I think he's gonna go with a uh, a four four two. Um, my starters for this Querétaro game coming up, I think it's gonna be Marchesin and goal. We're gonna see Paolo Aguilar on right back. We're gonna see Bruno Valdez at center back. We're gonna see uh, uh, Anglera at uh, joining Bruno Valdez in center back. We're gonna see Carlos Vargas at left back. We're gonna see Willem da Silva and um, uh, Mateus Uribe uh, at the center midfield. Or actually, no, scratch that. We're gonna see Joe Benin Corona and Guido, uh, and no, excuse me, not Guido, um, and Mateus Uribe at center back. Uh, I mean, center defensive mid. We're gonna see uh, Renato Ibarra on the right mid. We're gonna see William da Silva on the left, and we're gonna probably see Henry Martin and uh, Oriol Peralta up top. So that's my 4 4 2. Okay. okay. Uh... Oh shoot! You know, now that you said it, I completely forgot about Bruno out of uh, about this too. I don't know why. Like he just kind of like slipped my mind. Like I forgot that he was still in, with the Medica. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, now I feel silly not even thinking about that. Oh shoot! Okay. Well, um, yeah, um, me, yeah, I agree with you. Four, four, two. You know, we've we've always we've we spoke before that like that's we go ahead and now go to formation. You know. But um, yeah, obviously, my scene in goal, you know, Aguilar at the right back, you know, um, Aguilera, and I could I could see Bruno uh, Valdez too. But I mean, I I would kind of like to see Edson too more. You know, you know, maybe maybe, maybe well, you're right. I mean, maybe Edson, maybe Edson and Guido can't start because of the red card. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I yeah, that's not what I had them. That. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's they're, they're right. I, I forgot about the red cards. Ah. Oh. Shoot. Okay. Then yeah. Then then Bruno Valdez too. Yeah. And then Car- Carlos Vargas obviously left back. Um, Mateus Uribe. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically the same the same formation you got too. I mean, the same lineup and everything. I mean, I completely forgot about Edson and Guido's uh, red <laughs> yeah, card. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I mean, we we we'd see a whole different lineup. I mean, um, yeah. Things maybe the formation even changes, but I think. Um, I mean, he's comfortable with that four four two. I mean, you saw it during both preseason games. I think that's the one thing you can take away from really is the fact that uh, Piojo is really liking that four four two. Why is it that he switched all of a sudden to a five three two towards the end of the apertura? I forever will not know if it was working so perfectly, but it looks like he's happy to go with that back to that four four two. Which I mean, granted, it's uh, it, it 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 showed to work, and hopefully. Uh, you know the players can respond to that as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, now that you mentioned, you know, the the two red cards that I completely forgot about. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I think this lineup is gonna work great. You know, it's just, um, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have to need that fire, you know, because I mean, you lose to <laughs> Querétaro uh, twice, yeah, uh, yeah, last term and, and in the pre, in the preseason and then also in the beginning of the tournament too. Yeah, and so you know, um, that fire is gonna be there. Like, oh, we need to come out and. And beat these guys, you know, because we've already lost to them twice, um, and, and before the start of the tournament and in the first game of the tournament too, as well. So me, yeah, I'm I, I can see this working, you know. I'm I'm kind of excited to see the partnership between Henny Martin and uh, Martin and uh, Oribe Palata too, as well. 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I like this. I like this uh, possible lineup that we predicted to, and we'll just see how it goes. We'll just see Sunday, you know, whenever they announce it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I completely agree with you. Um, well, let's um, well, let's go into previewing what is the first game, which is against Querétaro, and we kind of we'll give an overview of what we think the Clausura is gonna have in store for America. Um, obviously. Uh, Querétaro is the first game, but let me read to you the following two games that, that that go after the Querétaro game. So it's away at Querétaro, then it's at home versus Pachuca, then we're away at uh, at uh, at Pumas. So those are our first three games of the of the season. Um, and looking looking, you know, taking a step f- uh, back away from everything and kind of just observing it from the far. Those are our first three games, and let me tell you. They're they're pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough, you know. Um, you're you're away, you're on the road two out of those three games, too, yeah. and so it's it's something. Sometimes, in most cases, it's not ever easy going going um away and um getting three points. So I mean, it's yeah. gonna be tough, you know. And, and um, you know, after this first game, you know, we'll get the likes of Guido and Edson back too, as well. So um, you know, two assets to the team that are gonna be um needed. Uh, despite the fact, no, no, no matter how how they finish the last term, you know, the both teams could come firing out, and you know, like possibly beat us, you know. But um, to me, it's just it's just finding that finding that formation, you know. So we'll kind of we'll kind of see after the first game against Querétaro, um, how the possibly the next game against Pachuca go, and then obviously after that Pumas. But I mean, it's just it's just we got to come firing out, um, especially against Querétaro, knowing that we lost to them twice in the preseason last term too. Yeah, man, I guess it wouldn't help to let you know that we're going up against a Querétaro with a Miguel Samudio with an Edson Puch as reinforcements as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a Querétaro that's bolstered their feathers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, I was kind of like, to me, going going a little off topic, I was kind of um, disappointed to see how Puch played with Pachuca, you know, and for him to already go like that. But, I mean, like, who knows, you know, maybe Puch will come out firing too and showing that, but you could miss down on a good player too as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you poor poor Booch. I mean, he he. You know, he's been struck by injuries ever since coming to Mexico, which is unfortunate. I mean, he had a great spell at Necaxa, wasn't able to do much at Pachuca because of his injury. Uh, I mean, his injury left him out of the out of the Club World Cup roster for Pachuca. So, uh, unfortunate events for him. But I think I could definitely see an Etza Booch with a lot of fire inside of him, looking to uh, you know looking to really. Uh, showcase that he has talent, and you know he's, I, you know he's obviously not he doesn't have a World Cup, unfortunately, to 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 showcase his talent for. But you know I'm pretty sure he's uh he's gonna want to stay in on on the national team radar. Mm, yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure he can. You know, There's no doubt that he can. Yeah, and of course, uh, kind of a homecoming force, Miguel Samudio, uh, when he plays against America, so should be interesting to see how America can. Go, go up against them. Um, like we said, we have two pretty big uh, gaps in the in the team uh, with the likes of uh, Edson and Guido gone for that one match. Um, who do you think? Uh, I, th- I think you mentioned it, right? I think it's going to be Henry Martin and Rui Peralta that maybe kind of have to step up in this game. Yeah, uh, specific, more specifically to me, is going to be uh, the likes of Rui, but, you know, that's our captain, you know. Um, I want to see him, you know, Bring, bring have bring his the same um, level of leadership, if not more, leadership to this team. You know, after a disappointing Liga run, you know, scoring no goals at all, 
in, in, in the last league. Yeah, you know, I want to see him. Um, I would like to see him score or assist a goal, you know, because I, because I, 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 by doing that, he's showing that he can still contribute to the team. And, you know, I, was ta- I talked about it all in, in the previous episodes, too. I mean, it's just, it's just where, where's where's the finishing, you know, where's the end? And like you said, too, the end product to finishing and scoring goals. And, you know, he was our leading goal scorer um, in the last tournament, too, as well. And so, you know, I want to I want to see him step up a little a little bit more, if not at the same level that he, that he's playing at right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he has a monkey on his back that he's uh, ready to get rid of. But um, we'll have to wait to see too. What is Piojo's plan to go up against Queretaro? I mean, he's gonna be a little bit offensive off the bat. He's gonna let you know. He's gonna soak in some of the pressure. Um, you know, it's it's it, we're gonna have to wait to see what what the boys are gonna be instructed to do out there on the pitch. Um, you know, you mentioned two of these games are away from home, um, which we know it's, you know, Queretaro's never been an easy place for America to go to. Um, you know, our most recent affairs there have not le- uh, have not left us with a, a very good taste in the mouth, um, as well as, as Pumas. So, I mean, you know, these are two places that are, you know, very tough for America on paper mm-hmm. um, and have showcased that we do not do the best at these two uh in these two uh, platforms. My question is, though, with America being as, you know, they were one of the, the best uh, away teams in uh, in the Apertura, do you think that they can kind of, you know, piggyback off of that and say, well, you know, we did in the Apertura, why not do it here in the Clausura as well? And, you know, do you have hope for for America to get um, at least, you know, six, you know, if if not all six points, then, then four points on the road in the opening three yeah, matches? I'm- yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I, I would, I would kind of, I, I mean, a, a draw against Canada would it be so bad, you know, considering like, uh, like you said, their, their bad phases there, and um, and in Canada too as well, you know. But I mean, like four, four points would be bad, but yeah, I, I would want all six. I want all six points, you know. I want to start off this, this season strong, you know, especially with, um, you know, the the additions we talked about, you know, and and you know we. We we I feel like to me I feel like you know the team that we had last last tournament you know I feel like we we built on that a little bit you know especially you saying some going into a little bit of rotations there there that so I mean yeah I mean like I I would I wouldn't mind four points but I really really want them to push for those six points you know six points is is ideal out of those two road games not bad it's, it's not basically, bad. especially especially yeah especially especially the way that Cecilio Dominguez uh. Humiliated a uh, Zaldivar in goal with that Benica <laughs> goal in the penalty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I definitely want them to beat Pumas again like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe not so close, but yeah, you, we, I'd want to see. Yeah, not so know. close though. Yeah, it's, a, it's a classico, of course. When you, when you talk about Pumas, and we'll, we'll have a whole preview for that. Uh, once that, once that game comes yeah. all around, um, you know, you want, you want the points against your arch rivals, um. Pachuca, of course, we're at home. We're always expected to win at home. Actually, doing it is another story. But you'd expect America to get the three points against, you know, a Pachuca side. Um, and Querétaro, you know, you said a draw is isn't that bad, I think. But considering all in all, you know, Querétaro's reinforcements were lacking two players. You know, we still yet to see if we're gonna bring in uh, another striker or not. And you know, but I still think we have the squad to to get the result. And you know, just like you said. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, will America, you know, roll out in, in victorious form out of Queretaro or will, you know, they be 
they'd be going home with empty-handed or possibly wanting more points. It's uh, it's really up to them. Hopefully, Piojo has it right. I know today was the first day that uh, the boys were back in Coapa uh, training. I think they should. I think they're going to leave to Querétaro on Saturday, and um, yeah, it should be interesting. And and like you said, you want a strong start because you have people like the two teams from Monterrey, Tigres and Monterrey. You know, they're both going to be starting their their uh, their Clausura strong. You know, there's going to be other teams like you know Cruz Azul with now Pedro Caixinha, uh, Chivas. You know, they they got they got themselves a couple of reinforcements. So you want to be at the top of that pecking order after those first three games. Yeah, and, and you know, like we said, too, none of these, none of these teams can be taken lightly. You know, despite the fact you know how bad of a tournament um, Pachuca and and Pumas had last year, no, last last tournament too. I mean, you know, um, but just the whole season, the whole season can be taken lightly. You know, like you said too, I feel like we still have the same the same strong squad that we did. You know, and then it's just it's just coming down to to who wants it more. It's just coming down to who's going to play, who's going to stand out um, week in and week out. No, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think that's a pretty good preview right there. Uh, Querétaro versus America, ladies and gentlemen, is Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. my time, uh, 6 p.m. your time, and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, should be an interesting one. I think it's going to be going through Univision. Um, not sure exactly what branch, whether it's Deportes, Unimas, or literally Univision. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Uh, to follow us on Twitter. We will be having, uh, you know, kind of like a live tweet going on during the whole game, kind of giving our reaction, kind of giving our thoughts uh, on the page there. Um, so you, you know, we'd expect, uh, we'd expect three points. Uh, what's, uh, what, what is your prediction for the game on Sunday? Uh, I'll go with two-one win, America. Two-one win, America. Two-one win. You know what? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll go two-one also. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, get uh, get Ori Peralta on the scoreboard. So too, um, a goal and assist, like I said, you know, will will we'll spark Ariba. You know, like like I said before, he's our captain. You know, uh, I want to see his leadership um, throughout the whole tournament. You know, we gotta have it, especially the way we finish the Liga. Uh, we we gotta have it. It's gotta be there. I mean, he he can't he can't show anything less. Um, he's got to he's got to have the, the same level of leadership, if not more, um, bringing it to the squad, showing the squad that that he that that he 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 will provide the leadership and that he he will he can lead us too as well. Ideally, yes, that is what we what we expect from and hope for Rodrigo Peralta. So, um, what is your uh, what do you think? What is a fair objective for America this Clausura in uh, in regards to the stands? How how high how high do you want them or expect them to to get? Um, I'd say about either top four, top five. Finish. Top four, top five. You know, I think that's yeah. uh that's fair. And and many people would think, what top five? I mean, we finished top three, and you know, it, why would you want to finish in the top five? You know, it's and um and, and and I'd be okay with it because of course we have um the Conca Champions League to to also attend to, and I think uh, that's gonna merit its its uh its own attention, which could mean we you know suffer a little bit in the league, but as long as we finish uh in the top five or you know. As long as we finish above Chivas, I'd I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure the um the Piojo and everybody else is gonna want a better Liga run too as well. You know, yeah. um, 
you know, I'll, at the moment, you know, you said the objective is to win the, the Champions League too as well. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Piojo is just, just worried about making the Ligia and possibly just making the run in the Ligia too as well, you know, whether it be at eighth and still in the Ligia. But, I mean, you know, I mean, more ideally, everybody wants to see see a high finish too as well. But, I mean, like, I mean, it's possible that we suffer a little bit in the League too because of the Champions League. But, I mean, like, um, you know, at, at the end, you know, we, everybody wants both, but it might, it possibly could come down to just either one, just one. having one or the other. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If I was to ask you, uh, what do you pick? Uh, league Cup, uh, the a league title, or the Conca Champions? I would, I would like to see the Conca cha- Champions. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, I like to see this cl- team go back to the club. Go, World go, Cup, go, yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I prefer a Conca Champions League uh title over the Liga MX. You know, if we make it to the semifinals and we lose again, but you know we end up being champions in the Conca Champions, um I think it salvages the league uh the the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think uh, all right, so we're both in agreement to that. So, um, I guess we're pretty much wrapping it up here. I guess uh, one last question: If you can only pick one, who are you picking? Uh, Luke De Jong or Jeremy Menace? I said Jeremy Menace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Menace is done this pick. Um, you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd go for the Frenchman too. I, I think he's a little bit more versatile than the than the Dutchman. Uh, he, he can add a little bit more uh, more flair to the game. Um, so that's uh, that's been our preview for uh, for the Queretaro match, and as well as kind of a recap of everything we missed since we kind of took our little vacation. Uh, at the end of 2017, we're welcoming the new year uh, with this brand new podcast with a whole bunch of exciting things to come. Um, and hopefully, uh, all we can really hope for is uh, is your, for your guys' support and for America to not let us down. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I just want to give out a special thanks to uh, Dylan for making it out here again. Uh, you know, we're always uh, welcome and graced by, uh, by your, uh, you know, presence here at the at the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, um, it can be possible if, if we both haven't gotten together. You know, so props to you too, man. You know, we just collabing together. You know, getting things together. You know, and uh, um, like um, like we said, guys, there's more to come. You know, you just just kind of stay tuned. You know, follow us. You know, whether you subscribe to Ivan or you follow um us on Twitter. You know, whether it be the official Eagle Eye podcast page or you know whether it be one of our pages uh, that you follow. But yeah, man, just just stay tuned. You know, there's more to come. You know, um, just know that we're working. You know. Um, it's going to be consistent to this time because um, I'm going to have a little bit more free time. You know, I'm able to put this in between my academics, my work schedule and everything like that. So, I mean, like I'm really working hard on this. Um, this is actually something I'm going to school for. It's something I want to do. And so I'm really focused on this and bringing out the best content that I can bring out. And we can bring you too. I mean, and not, not just me, but both of us too. We want to make this very special for everybody. That is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, we are trying to be the dream, the dream team for uh for English language content whenever it comes to America. And, of course, we'll have uh, everything up to date with the Mexican national team. Of course, it's 2018. It's World Cup year. So I know everyone's excited about that as well as we are. Uh, a lot of things happening. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Like I said, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys follow my man Dylan right there. I'll have everything in the description down below. Uh, follow us on uh, on our, on our uh, official Eagle Eye podcast page where we'll be giving a lot of updates about the show, about America, every news that you could possibly think about, and uh, just interaction with every single one of you guys. So if you guys ever have a question, any kind of doubt, just, uh, you know, just shoot, it, shoot us a message. Uh, you know, we're always welcome to uh, – 
to an open conversation. And we're excited. We're uh, our, you know, our end product, our goal is to be able to bring you guys uh, the best, the best content possible. And um, you know, we uh, all we ask is that uh, you guys just listen and tune in uh, for as much as possible. So uh, again, we want to thank you guys for making uh, this all a possibility. And again, uh, you know, keep an eye out on our page. We uh, will have plenty of things uh, for you guys to to kind of just follow through there, and uh, you know, uh, keep you guys uh, uh, eyes out for the game this Sunday. Should be interesting. Again, like we said against Querétaro. Um, but I think that's pretty much uh, that. Pretty much wraps up this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you got something to add. Um, I don't have anything else to add unless you want to add something else too quick. Nope, nope. I think we're good. Um, Again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Uh, Like I said, follow us on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can hope for the best. So thank you, Dylan. Thank you to everyone that uh, tuned in to listen. Um, And, like I said, until next time, guys, take care.